Welcome to our first Strong Talks by Strong Fitness Magazine. I'm your host, Gail Mitch, and today, episode one, we're here with Brittany Chapman. She is the current cover athlete of the special edition Best Body Issue. And if you haven't seen the copy yet, the cover is gorgeous, as is Brittany. And um, I'm so excited to kind of like dig in and get to know you better and show our audience and our readers what is so special about you and to connect with you on a deeper level than just the pages in the magazine to make it kind of come to life. So um, welcome, first of all. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course, I'm so excited to be here with you today. Um, Now, Brittany and I kind of met recently and pretty much hit it off right away. We're both moms in our 40s, and Brittany has been in the fitness industry for so many years. She has such a ton of knowledge, and I'm really excited to kind of dig into that today so that, you know, all this practical knowledge can be really helpful along everyone's fitness journeys. Um, But I'd like to start off with a little bit about your background. So tell us kind of like how you got into fitness initially and um, kind of like a little quick overview of your journey through fitness. Sure. Okay. So I got into fitness kind of by accident. I kind of always say so fell in love with working out in high school and the high school gym. Um, I think as I've told you before, but I jumped on the leg press and I was like, going for it and it felt so good and I was like oh wow girls can be strong and I was stronger than like all the boys you know the other 16 year old boys that you know didn't have any leg strength and I was a dancer so I was just like giving her and I just instantly in that moment was like wow this feels amazing this is something I need to do for the rest of my life and so I started getting really serious into fitness and then that led me down the road of doing bodybuilding competitions And so when I started training for those, I was getting in really good shape. And so a bunch of people were always just like asking me questions and like, what do you do? And like, what's your training routine? And can I come to the gym with you? And, you know, what are you eating? And just like, tell me all the things. And I just loved it so much that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do this as like a fun, like summer job or like a fun job for like a year. And literally almost 20 years later, I'm still doing my fun job. Um, and my coaching yes. practice has obviously shifted and evolved over that time as I've grown as a woman and a mother and all of these different things. But the one thing that's always rang true is I'm very passionate about helping other women discover their love for health and uh, fitness. It's why I love strong. It's like finding their strong and, you know, just falling in love with that feeling of like weight training, putting on muscle, getting, you know, fit and not since not necessarily just hyper focusing on being thin and shrinking ourselves and being small and being frail and looking this very specific way. And that's something that I'm really proud of in my coaching practice is that no one woman like trains the same. No one woman is expected to like have the same goals or anything, but we have a clear method that works for everyone. And part of that is through strength training. That's awesome. So I know we both grew up, you know, in the 80s and 90s when, you know, those like waif type models, that heroin chic look was in. And we had discussed kind of how both we were like deeply affected by that because, you know, you think you're supposed to look like that and you're wondering like why your body doesn't look like that. And thank God, like mainstream media has shifted. Um, And if you guys have seen Britney's cover and her beautiful workout layouts in the magazine, you'll see that she has a womanly body. It is gorgeous. It is healthy. It is strong. So tell Tell me for you, like, what is the biggest shift you've had since, you know, growing up with that kind of like, we'll just call it like a disordered dieting mindset yeah. in general 
and what it feels like now being like in a strong, beautiful, like womanly body. Mm. That's yeah. When I was growing up, um, as we talked about, I was like, my mom was always on a diet. Bless her heart. I love her to death. She's still on a diet to this day. Um, <laughs> so it was just always this exposure to this. And then, you know, Kate Moss and like, you know, even all the supermodels at the time, they were just, they're very, very thin. Like looking back, you're like, oh yeah, like Christina Aguilera, you know, back in the day and now again. Um, but like super, super thin and Britney Spears was super, super thin. So it was like all these icons that we kind of grew up watching, even women like, you know, bless her heart. I think she's gorgeous. But like Jamie um, Easton, she was like very, very tiny, you know? And so we would have all these representations of these women that were very, very thin. And I was a woman who, young woman who developed early on. Like I was the girl in grade five that had boobs and like had my period and didn't look like my friends. I had, my body took shape. I grew, I was like the tallest girl in grade five or six, which is hilarious because I'm five foot two. Um, But I was like the tallest girl at that point. And so, you know, I just was constantly looking around at all the other girls and I was in dancing. And so my ballet teacher was always like, oh, we have to, you know, I have to, I was going to do this costume, but I have to design it around Britney body because you know she has breasts and and bum Mm -hmm. and so I was just always put my body was always being like focused on and so then I started focusing on that and I was like I have to be as thin as possible and so although I loved I shared the story about the leg press but the the funny part of that is is like I literally did boot camp classes thin camp thin classes ran on the treadmill for two hours you know and then would do the leg press and then I'd leave the gym Cause I was like, Oh, I can't get big. So I do like literally like 250 repetitions on the leg press <laughs> so that I was doing toning reps, you know, and knew nothing about nutrition. And I got into bodybuilding and was again, just, you know, bodybuilding has so many great aspects of it. I'm not here to knock bodybuilding, but you know, for me as coming from a eating disordered background, where I actually had clinically diagnosed anorexia. Um, it was just another form of restriction, but I could like justify sure. it. Because right. I was like, oh, it's okay, because it's for a bodybuilding show. I can be 8% body fat because I'm bodybuilding, you know? And so for me, I just used it as a something to put a band-aid over something that truly needed stitches. Right. And so after years of restriction through anorexia growing up and then getting into bodybuilding, and, like, I was the girl that, like, weighed everything down to a gram in my on-season and off-season. Like, I was very, very, very strict wow. with everything. Like, if I had a gram of extra rice, I would, like, take it out of my bowl. Like, that's how crazy wow. I was in the, like, off-season as well. Um, and one day, I just, like, I sent in my um, progress photos to my coach, and I was, like, 7% body fat at this point in time, and I actually felt like I was dying. Like, I actually felt like I was dying. I was so, It's misery. It's living in misery. It was, it was pure misery. I was, I was in chronic pain my joints hurt I was doing two to three hours of cardio a day I was eating like I think like 750 or 800 calories a day like I was eating like oh tilapia and asparagus for breakfast like it was obnoxious and I remember sending my like detailed check into my coach and all he wrote back is your fat keep going and that was wow. for me. I, wow. I looked at that and I sat there and I was like <laughs> fuck this like this is yeah. yes no one this is so unhealthy and I for that in that moment I saw it for what it was which was me diving into something else justifying it and literally killing myself and I was like I have gotten myself down to like six or seven percent body fat as a woman which is really really hard um and and unhealthy it's so unhealthy like all of the things right and and I'm still 
just wasn't small enough. Do you know what I mean? It's like I had literally gotten every single ounce of fat off my body almost. And I still was like, I'm not small enough. I'm still not small enough. And that's when I was like, Isn't it? Big, this is a big problem. Yeah, I think it's amazing because I think so many people, so many women think <clears throat> if I could just be smaller, if I could just lose this, yeah. if, if my if my if I if my butt looked this way, I would just be happier. Exactly. And yeah. what would you say to that person that, that that's like, hey, you know, if I just was smaller, what would you say to them? It's just never enough. It's, it's never going to be enough. And there's something inside of you that's like broken that needs to be fixed. And that's just, yeah. that's just clean and simple. It's like, it doesn't matter how small you are. It, you're not going to change. You can't fix what's broken by literally stripping all the body fat off of your body and basically killing right. yourself to do it. Um, and so, yeah, so then I, and I also realized as well, like, because, you know, when you're around this bodybuilding scene, you realize everyone's structure is just so different. So you can starve yourself as much as you want, but like, like I naturally, for example, have an X frame. I naturally have a super small waist. I go out at the hips. I go up in the shoulders. Like I just have that genetic structure. And I've had people, like mom friends, are like, how did you get your stomach to get so small? I'm like, I didn't. Literally, this is just my structure. And they're like, oh, you don't have any tips and tricks? I'm like, nope. Literally, I was born this way. Like the end, you know? And it's just, I think when women can start to really embrace their genetic structure. And so that's what I did. I set on a path where I was like, I'm going to eat for nourishment. I'm going to learn to listen to my body cues. I'm going to eat till I'm satisfied. I'm going to start. I started, you know, forcing myself to eat things like an apple. Like I was terrified of eating apples and avocado and anything that wasn't like tilapia or chicken breast. I was like, oh my God, I'm I'm going to be a hundred pounds or sorry, not a hundred pounds, like 200 pounds, you know, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I had a fear of that. And so I started challenging myself to just start incorporating nourishing foods. And I was like, oh wow, I didn't you know, put on 25 pounds from eating one potato or eating an apple or having I was like, Oh, pineapple Maybe. taste. And then I started realizing like I'd been missing out on all of this stuff because I was so worried about trying to be this person that I wasn't and trying to be a hundred pounds and all of these different things. And so I just put on muscle and I trained for the body that I wanted and I allowed myself to put body fat on and I went to extensive therapy to like work through these things. I'm still in therapy over this. And, and I have no shame in that because therapy is huge. It is, it is a miracle worker. And so it's like, as soon as I got over that stigma that there was like something wrong with me and I went and actually got help, then I was like, oh wow, like I'm just a curvy girl and I just have like a thick body and I just have muscles. I put on muscle like relatively easy. I say that loosely, but I put on muscle easier than some people and I have a bubbly butt and I have thick legs and I was like. I'm just going to own this because I can either live like this for the rest of my life and be miserable, unhappy, obsessed, up, down, all over the place, or I can just be like, take it or leave it. This is who I am. And that's why I was so excited and proud and like honored to be on the cover of strong because I was like, I have a real body with like real curves and like muscle and I'm not like a stick and I'm not like 10% body fat. And, and, Mm -hmm. and that again, no shame to the women that look like that. Um, but just for me, I was like so proud to like own that and be like, yeah, I'm 41 and I have a bait. I have a three-year-old and here I am as like a cover model. And it just felt like so good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, we'll be back in just a moment here talking about the biggest shift in Brittany's whole journey. 
Hey you, are you ready to embark on a transformation journey to a healthier, happier you? Join a community of like-minded women by subscribing to Strong Fitness Magazine today. All right, we are back with cover athlete Brittany Chapman. And, you know, we've talked about her background and where she was and where she is now. But um, one of the biggest things that shifted in your life was getting pregnant, having your daughter. So tell us a little bit about what that, how that changed um, the love you have for your body and being a woman. Mm. Um, I know as you and I talked about prior to this, we've had lots of conversations, but for me, I was always paranoid about getting pregnant. Like when I was unwell, um, I was, I I didn't want to have children. I had decided in my mind that I was never going to have children because you know, I was in the fitness industry and I felt like I had to like live up to this certain image and like have a six pack till I was, you know, 70 and like just be this person um, that everyone else I I thought expected me to be. And um, so I was terrified of getting pregnant. I just didn't want to get pregnant. And uh, fast forward to meeting my husband, he had a one-year-old and I fell in love with this man and I fell in love with this little girl. And, and I was like, you know, maybe I can be a mom. Like, maybe I could do this, you know, and um, I I got pregnant. And for me, that was like the final pinnacle healing portion of my journey, because finally, my body was like, sorry, it's just emotional, because it's just, it was special. But it's like, it was finally, for the first time ever, my body was like doing what it was like meant to do. Um, and I know that kind of sounds archaic, but it's just like, I was like, my body is, has such a big purpose right now. And no matter what it looks like, it is like doing the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I need to nourish myself. I need to love myself. I just felt so connected. I like loved, you know, my boobs grew, my bum grew, my belly grew. And I just like loved all the bumps. And I was like, oh, this is the coolest thing ever. And I just, for the first time ever in my whole life, I didn't focus on what my body looked like. I was just like purely focused on like what it was doing. And then, you know, giving and it's amazing. It is. It is so amazing. It is so truly amazing. And I remember like other moms would, you know, talk about this kind of stuff and I would kind of roll my eyes. And I'm sure there's people that are going to listen to this that don't have children and, and don't want to experience motherhood that are like, oh, you know, but, and it's fine. And, and I was in that space too, but I, for me, it truly was like life changing. And then when I found out I was having a daughter, it was even more so for me because I'm like, damn, like I've gone my whole life hating on this body, uh, literally abusing this body, doing all these things to this body. And now I'm like growing my daughter in this body. And it was so powerful. Yes. And, and I, I have not had like a relapse since, nor do like I want to, because I want I never want my daughter to grow up watching mommy yes. eat different suppers and oh, mommy is fat today. Or like my daughters will never hear me call myself fat. They will. I'm always like, mommy's powerful. Mommy's strong. Like I tell that my little, yes. little like, I am strong. I am powerful. Like that's like her, like things that she says yeah. to herself. And it's just like, that's what I, the vibe that I want in my home for like the little women that I'm raising. And it's yeah. Having, having children and especially having a daughter for me was just like, everything I needed in my healing journey that like I had no idea I needed and I almost missed out on because I was so afraid of like the physical changes that would come with that. 
definitely. Yeah. And then, you know, after pregnancy, like you said, realizing that you like, you never, you want to be the, the role model for your daughters. You want to be the person that they see as strong and nourishing and yeah. like living life to the fullest. Right. And, and you could have never done any of those things, you know, in that previous unhealthy mindset and body. And, um, so I think that's amazing that, you know, we can be this example for a mother, like that toxic stuff can stop with us, right? For the exactly. next generation, like they, they won't see it, they won't hear it, not in our households. Wow. And, you know, yeah. having them see that, yeah, mommy can lift really heavy weight, you know, same thing, you know, with my kids, oh, like they, they're like, oh, my, our, our mom, our mom is strong, you know, we know yeah. she's strong. And it's like, yes, yeah. like, I want them to, I want them to see that. And I think that is so totally. important. So yeah. Okay. Um, I kind of want to shift gears a little bit here. So mm -hmm. we know your journey and how becoming a mom and pregnancy really was like the icing on a cake for your healing. I want to hear about, um, and for our listeners too, what is your fitness and nutrition philosophy now that you teach to women that is mm -hmm. for health and, vi and vitality and longevity? What is your fitness and nutrition philosophy that you live by now? So the one thing that you'll always hear me say to my clients is like all foods can fit in a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Um, and I think that's such an important thing to own because so many women, and I'm sure you're the same, we have a very similar like avatar client, I would say, um, or ideal sure. client, but it's like the woman over 35 who has, mine is anyways, like the woman over 35 who has, again, grew up in the household with watching mom do diet. So we kind of grew up with this belief system and maybe mom like, whether she meant to or not, was always commenting on our bodies. Um, like, you know, even now, again, I love my mother and she's going to watch this and bless her heart, mother. But like, she, even now, if like, I lose five pounds, she's like, oh, honey, have you lost some weight? And it's like, yes, but like also like, who cares? You know what I mean? So it's just, right. it's just, I, so many of the women that come into my program are like coming from that space. And then they've also done multiple diets. Maybe they got in shape for their wedding, then they had babies you know, whatever, this whole thing. And so now they're just confused. They're like, this diet says this, and this diet says that, but then this one told me this, and then this person gave me a meal plan with an approved foods list, but I was allowed to eat whatever I wanted for an entire day. And like, and just all of these different ideas and labels. All the whatever. things. All the things. So I, my method's called the reset method. And I named it that because I'm like, we are literally hitting reset, like a big old reset button on every single yep. thing that you have heard, read, been taught, been shown, thought worked, whatever. Yes. And we're going to find like the pathway that is uniquely for you, that makes sense for you, that fits into your family, your life, the season you're in. If you travel a lot, if you go for corporate lunches, like we just literally find the pathway and I just, all foods can, and I stand firm by this firmly, like absolutely can and do fit in a healthy balanced lifestyle. I think you and I were talking the other day, I was laughing because I, posted a bowl of cereal that I was having and someone was like, yeah, so it's okay to eat poison. And I'm like, not arsenic. And like, yes, I can right. eat poison. Thank you. Like I worked very, very hard to eat this poison in front of me. So yes, I'm going to enjoy my little 22 grams of corn pops. Thank you. Um, but yeah, so for me, it's like, those are the kinds of things that I teach and that's my philosophy around nutrition. And so we do flexible nutrition in my program. Um, and I just do a lot of education focus. It's very, very customized. And then my philosophy for training is like, 
use weight training to build muscle and get strong and have longevity and functionality into later age because a lot of my clients are having children later too. So it's like, guess what? If I'm, if yeah. I want, if my daughter waits till she's 40 to have a baby, like grandma's going to be 80, like taking, helping take care of a baby, you know, I'm going to be 80. So it's yeah. like, I, I want to have all that. So it's like, we use strength training for muscle, vitality, functionality, everything like that. We use cardio for heart health, never for fat loss. Um, and we just awesome. focus on overall movement. And that's, those are my philosophies. It's like, exercise should be fun. It should fit into your lifestyle. It shouldn't be daunting. It shouldn't be exhausting. It shouldn't, you should never feel like you have to be at the gym for two hours. You should never feel like you have to, you know, work out seven days a week or whatever. And so I'm just like, do the things that you love and learn, figure out what those things are, and then you can do them for the rest of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's so important, I think, to re-educate or like you said, reset people's brain about food because the misinformation, I mean, we're both on social media, you know, if it wasn't both of our careers <laughs> to be on there, I can tell you that like, I probably wouldn't be on there. And I'm sure you probably hey, I say that all that. the time. I say that all there's the time. So, there's so much misinformation. And I think the one thing about like Strong Fitness Magazine and the women like you that are now the athletes in Strong Fitness Magazine are bringing a different um, perspective, a different angle to nutrition mm. and mindset and how empowering and um, wonderful that is for this next generation and for our generation even to realize that yes you can eat all foods like that is acceptable in a balanced diet but it's also like have you ever considered you know how are you getting vitamins and minerals from your food are you eating foods that have you know nutrition because yeah it's cool to have a bowl of cereal but it's also cool to have fruits and veggies you know what i mean like there's you need you should have all of it there's not like a one or the other mindset exactly like yeah i always say to my women and it's like there's black and then there's white paint and like black is like this side and like white is this side. So it's like, Oh, I'm on a diet or I'm completely off. And it's like, you got to grab those two colors and they mix and they literally make 50 shades of gray. And so it's like finding your shade of gray within that spectrum that works uniquely for you. Um, And I think too, like when you're dealing with women that are over 35, we start having health complications. We start having, high levels of blood glucose, whether that's from being stressed, from, you know, cortisol levels being jacked up, lots of, you know, insulin sensitivity. There's so many different, like, things that we have to think of when we're working with this population of women. And so it's like, yes, all foods can fit. And then we also have to, like you said, also look at sugar levels and, like, how much fiber are we getting? And, like, what are you doing for vitamin C? Are you getting enough iron? Like, we start looking at all of these other things. Right, exactly. Exactly. Because, you know, it's like if somebody would have told me and you when we're younger, like, do you track the iron you're getting? You'd be like, what? No. But how important that now you're now you're anemic, now you're anemic and wonder why you don't have energy. But it's just like if you would have been eating iron rich foods, all you know, I mean, like, it's just a different perspective shift and focusing on what nutrition you get from foods, but also remembering that all foods fit in a balanced you know, nutrition setting. Yeah. I think that's so awesome. And I love that. Um, you know, it's like, you see those influencers, people that go to the grocery store and try to scare you about, um, you know, eating this yogurt because it has so much sugar in it. And it's just like, and it's just like, it's like, Oh my gosh. Like, and like that yogurt could easily fit into a day of healthy nutrition and who cares that it has a little bit of sugar, you know, just things like that. You know, that's the type of stuff that I know. I know that we see that we're like, oh gosh, like 
because yes, people get so confused based that. on that. Yes, exactly. Right. People see that. And it's damaging. It's, it's damaging even when you see a headline that says something about sugar or too much carbs totally. or this or that. Because at the end of the day, that's not what we should be focusing on. You no. know, like you're saying, we need to focus on the whole picture. Everything can fit. Yeah. And I think that's a great message, um, especially for, you know, the strong fitness community and just like mm-hmm. women in general. Um, so, okay. And then let's talk a little bit about strength training. So, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of women are kind of apprehensive about strength training, or maybe they're going to Pilates six days a week, or they're just doing yoga, or they're just lifting like two and a half pound weights. And, mm-hmm. you know, they've been doing this for now, you know, let's say this person is 45 and they've been doing this since they were 20 and they're scared to pick up something heavy, mm-hmm. right? There's that perception, right? They're scared yeah. or they're scared to, to, to go heavier than 10 pound dumbbells. What would you say to this person? Oh gosh. I, oh, it's, this is such a hard thing because it's, again, it's getting over this idea of like toning reps and that like women can get bulky. Um, I think, you know, every woman has, and again, not a knock to personal choices, but everyone has seen, you know, the females who do supplement with steroids and they are, they're huge. They have big muscle belt, like big, hard muscles and stuff. So I think, but because they take drugs exactly and I think the general population like I can look at a photo of a girl who's in great shape and be like you know clients will send me stuff like oh my gosh look at this woman she's over 40 and how come I don't look like that I'm like that woman's on steroids and they're like no she's Mm. not I know I'm like I literally I'm telling you you cannot look like that in one year at 41 or 45 or whatever if you aren't supplementing with drugs and like so I think there's there's that side of things. And I think people need to talk about that more. It's like people are afraid to talk about steroids and steroid use and all of this stuff. But at the end of the day, it, it is prevalent. But the reason I'm pulling that in is because you women are not predis, predispositioned to get bulky. They are not predis, predispositioned to put on a ton of muscle. And you would have to lift, even using steroids, you would have to lift very, very, very heavy, a very consistently long workout sessions, eating like lots and lots and lots of protein and like all of the things to get big. Like ask any fitness competitor who's tried to get big. It's a lot of work. So I think the biggest thing I would just say is like, just go test your theory out. Like just, just like lean into the fear and go start lifting heavier. Do it for one year. And if you hate your body after one year, guess what? You can go back to your Pilates class and all the muscle will go away and you'll look, get exactly to where you were before. And so that's what I always kind of just say to people is like, just lean into it for one year. Oh, I love that. I love that concept. Shift your, shift your perspective. It's like, test this yeah. theory out. You've never tried it. You've never tried it before. Right. So let's try it. And if you don't feel stronger and you don't feel better and you don't tone up and your body doesn't start looking more banging and your butt doesn't lift up and all of these problems that you're having don't go away, then you can yes. go back to the, you go back to your Barry's bootcamp class, go back to your spin classes, go back to your Pilates class and don't lift any more weights. And it, and they never do because the fact of the yes. matter is, is that putting on muscle is where it's at. It just is. Yeah. And you have to lift heavy to do that. And it's so empowering as a woman, if you've never lifted heavy, it is like the most empowering thing to be like, yeah, I did that. I can do a pull up. I can deadlift over 200 pounds. I can do this. I can do that. Now I can go sprint on the treadmill like a baddie at 40 something because I'm taking care of my muscles, you know? Yes. 
That's awesome. I love that perspective of just lean into the fear and give a year, give it a year and see how you feel. Give it a year, do something different out of your comfort zone and come back. And yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. We'll be right back in a moment with Brittany Chapman, our strong athlete cover model in just a moment. Have you been killing it in the gym and would love to appear in the pages of Strong Fitness Magazine? Contact us through our website, strongfitnessmag.com. We'd love to hear from you. Hey guys, we're back here with Brittany Chapman, the strong cover special edition athlete on the best body issue. And, you know, she's given us so many great um, tips and tricks from her um, fitness and nutrition philosophy. And in this issue of strong fitness, she focuses a glute building routine. And so you know, every woman, it's super trendy now, thank goodness, to have a great big booty that is like healthy and strong. What are some of your biggest tips? I know, um, you know, pulling from the workout that you have in the magazine, but just in general, like what are your, some of your glute building tips? Um, piggybacking off of what we were literally just talking about is like, you have to lift heavier than you think you do in order to build up your glute. Um, however, you need to learn to how to execute proper form first because yes. when we're loading movements, say, for example, like a hip thrust, if you are not getting a proper hip extension, then, you know, your lower back is going to take over a lot of the movement. And then you could end up right. with like injuries or just not stimulating the muscle. You might grow a nice pair of hamstrings or something, but like you're not necessarily going to get your glutes to like their full potential. So I think, you know, when it comes to the exercise portion of glute training, it's like nail the form first, but then don't be afraid to quickly start loading it because there's only so many body sure. with glute bridges you can do before, you know, it stops stimulating the muscle. So form first, yeah. start adding weight, keep adding weight. Um, the frequency as well is a big thing. So like if you're only training them once a week, it's not going to be enough. My clients train their glutes two to three times a week. Um, oh, cool. all of our lower body days are more glute focused. And I personally do that as well. Um, and then you got to eat. So I think, you know, a lot of people come and I'll be like, I want to drop 15 pounds, but I want my butt to lift up in that time. And I want this and I want this. And it's like, those are all separate goals. Like those all require separate right. nutrition approaches. And so if you want to grow any, any muscle, but specifically your glutes, like they take a lot of time. So you have to eat in a surplus for a minimum of six months, but like up to 12 and then do yes. like get rid of, you know, any fat you've gained in that surplus time and then, and then reverse diet and come to your maintenance. So I think, you know, those are kind of the two biggest tips I have in terms of nutrition and training. And then with glutes as well, um, as I've talked about earlier in today's um, podcast, but it's like, you have to also respect genetics. So, you know, some people like myself, just naturally, I just naturally have more fat storage there. I have like a shorter kind of muscle insertion. So my muscles are like more Makes bubbly. it look more bubbly. Yeah. Yeah, it's more bubbly. So like someone else can build up their butt, but it might be like longer insertion. So it may be a different shape or whatever, right? So it's like, just try not to get frustrated if like your butt doesn't look like mine or Gail's or whoever that you're looking at right it's I think when right. we're drawing inspiration from people I think it's important to recognize like everybody has different genetics and so yes you're going to end up with the butt you kind of end up with but at the end of the day it's still going to be like rounder higher firmer tighter than if you did nothing at all so 
Totally. And would you say, I know personally with my glute training, sometimes even like you said, starting with body weight movement, not nailing the form down, but also getting those images away in your head of what that exercise should look like, because it's more about what it feels like and activating the muscles. And I know a lot of times with glute work, it's like you see people doing these extensions or these kickbacks or things. And it looks really pretty when you kick back like a dancer and have your leg really high. (laughs) Right. But now you, you're not in the glute anymore. So it looks exactly. beautiful. It, it would be, it'd make a pretty picture, but now you're in your low back or your hamstring and you're exactly. actually not even, not even stimulating the muscle that you're trying to. So yeah. coming back to a place where, you know, finding the feeling that mind muscle connection between your brain and your glutes, and it might look different in the mirror yeah. while you're doing the exercise than what you think it should, than what you see on social media yeah. or what you think a pretty version of that exercise would look like. Would you agree with yeah. that? Yes, totally. And I think a lot of people that get into working out don't actually know anything about anatomy. They don't know Sure. They don't know ranges sure. of motion. They don't know how a muscle properly contracts. They don't realize like it's like you know, yeah, like a glute kickback is a great idea. Or like, you know, there's there's a certain spot where the muscle contracts. And then it's like, if you keep going through a range of motion, you're going to lose that contraction because now another muscle right. is going to take over to take you into that further. It's like deadlifts, right? Like stiff like deadlifts. You'll see a lot of women that like their hips stop pinging, but they keep tipping forward at the waist. And it's like, right. well, now you're just using your back. Like that. now you have to right. use your back to pull back up. Like, no wonder you got a back injury from doing deadlifts, you know? So I think it's just also, you know, taking that concept one step further. And that's why like working with a coach is always a great idea, especially when you're first learning, whether right. it's like, I don't know what you do, but like my clients can send in videos to me of like them performing a yes. movement. And then I'm like, Absolutely. okay, look, like here are your glutes flexed, here it's not, look what happened. You kept kicking or you rotated to get extra range or whatever, right? And so yes. you have that person who's looking at your movements like, hey, you know, if you just did this, you're going to feel your glutes more. So go back and do that next week and let me know. And they're like instantly, oh, wow, I feel my butt so much more. I'm like Great. totally different. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's so fun. I'm so happy that, you know, big glutes, strong glutes, they are our largest muscles. So, you know, really training yeah. them, nourishing our bodies to build them is kind of the way to go, right? Totally. Totally. And there's so much awesome. more than just like the aesthetic side of glutes. And I think that's also important yes. to like I, I call my glute program like perk up and power on because it's like if you don't have a strong glute it can impact your core it can impact your pelvic floor muscles it can impact your posture it can like there's so many different things that it yes. impacts so yeah. having glutes isn't just about having like a big old booty it's like also about just like again maintaining functional fitness and yeah. like independence well, yeah older age. yeah you know, being our largest muscle group and people don't work them enough. It's like, no, those muscles, they oh, are our biggest muscles. They need to be worked heavy and yeah, often yeah. to build that healthy. Like it's like our body's armor, right? Like we want that oh, armor okay. to be healthy and strong. Yeah. I think yeah. that's awesome. So um, a couple questions to finish out our interview today. First of all, um, think of the strong reader, strong fitness magazine reader and what, what do you think you would tell your younger self about being strong? I would tell myself to not fear getting strong and some of the things like we've already talked about today, but it's like, it's a lot harder to put on muscle tissue and get strong as a woman. And the younger you can start, the better you will be. 
But having said that, it's never too late to start. And I think our, you know, one of the things I love about Strong is that we have a broad representation of women. And so it's not just 20 to 25 year old women on the covers. It's like women like me, like women like you. It's like, you know, there's a lot of women. And I think we just need to realize like, yeah, what I would tell my younger self, I guess, is just like, don't fear getting strong. And that's what I would hope like the readers of strong would also take away is like, just it's never too late to get started, but also just like start as soon as you can. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. And I think everybody can, you know, utilize that advice, regardless, even if you're in your 50s or 60s, 70s, right? It's never too late to start lifting. Yes. And then my final question for you today is what does being a strong woman mean to you personally? Oh, man. Being a strong woman to me is it transcends into all areas of my life. And that's, again, just going back to like what I coach women about is like when you find you're strong, you feel like unstoppable as a woman. I think so many women find themselves in like spots in life, whether it's relationships, jobs, like whatever the case may be. And they don't feel like they have a voice because they don't feel strong. They feel weak. They feel fragile. They feel like women aren't supposed to speak up and be strong. Um, Maybe I speak up a little too much, but it's just like... (laughs) I think, you know, being strong does transcend into all areas of your life. It lets you be like the leader in your household that you need to be for your children. It, you know, allows you to show up at work and your job and your business or whatever. And I think it just truly empowers you to, to, to just show up for yourself. I don't really know how else to say it. I just, I think being strong, physically strong, makes you mentally strong, emotionally strong. And it has a massive ripple effect into every single area of your life. Awesome. I love that. Thanks so much for sharing. All right. Brittany, I want to thank you personally for being on episode one of Strong Talks by Strong Fitness Magazine. And um, I've loved getting to know you and talking to you and basically finding my BFF all the way in um, Calgary. (laughs) (laughs) It's so awesome. Yes. So thank you so much for being here with me today. And you guys stay tuned. Episode two, we have our March and April cover athlete. And um, I can't wait for you guys to meet her and continue these strong talks. Until then, you guys, thank you. 